your daddy. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The think tank calls on the government to more than double the size of a proposed artificial island near Lantau. An engineer says work to monitor subsidence at dozens of MTR stations is acceptable. Eastern Hospital announces plans to add 30 beds to its oncology and medicine departments. And an official says the reaction so far to the life annuity scheme is within expectations. The pro-government think tank, Our Hong Kong Foundation, says the government should more than double the size of a proposed project to build an artificial island east of Lantau, from reclaiming 1,000 hectares of land to 2,200. The think tank says such an island, half the size of Kowloon, would take about 11 years to build before people can start moving in, and it would eventually be able to house up to 1.1 million people. The think tank says this proposal would not be much more expensive than other land supply options, such as buying back farmland from property developers. It didn't give a total cost estimate. Here's the Foundation's Executive Director, Eva Cheng. We're a think tank. This is not a government department or government uh, uh, the policy level announcing what Hong Kong will do. We are just presenting what, after very heavy, intensive research, what we believe Hong Kong needs to do. The project has sparked controversy. Yesterday, GreenSense and the East Lantau Metropolis Concern Group said the proposal to build an island east of Lantau would be a hugely expensive mistake. An engineer says the monitoring of subsidence at several MTR stations appears to be acceptable. Of the 43 stations which are sinking, all but one haven't reached the 20mm level at which nearby construction has to stop. Meanwhile, Tinwing Light Rail Station has sunk a further millimetre to 90, although the safety limit there was raised to 80 millimetres. Three development projects near other stations have been suspended over the subsidence concerns. Greg Wong, a former president of the Hong Kong Institution of Engineers, says a rail firm could publicise more information to ease concerns. In general, the location of the settlement points had to be agreed with the MTR and the buildings department. So I think these are professional people and they will obviously locate the settlement points in the strategic locations, in the reasonable position. I myself was not concerned with the location, but I think if there is such a need, they can put it on the website. Shares of the MTR, trading in shares of the MTR has been suspended pending an announcement. Eastern Hospital will be adding a total of 30 beds to its oncology and medicine departments by the end of the year. Hong Kong East Cluster Chief Executive Beatrice Cheng says that will better address the demands imposed by an ageing population in the Eastern and Wan Chai districts. She said its recently expanded day surgery ward is increasingly important and can now service 2,100 patients a month, up 60%. We improved the... Um uh, the surface efficiency by arranging all the uh, support, uh, investigation and the um, treatment uh, all in the packed time so that patients do not need to come back and forth for an investigation and then they come back for another day for the surgery. So it's in fact a very efficient and patient-friendly way to uh, provide the service to patients. The head of the government's annuity body says the reaction so far to the Life Annuity Scheme, or LAS, is within expectations. The deadline to subscribe ends tomorrow. It allows permanent residents aged 65 and over to invest a lump sum in return for a guaranteed monthly income. The chief executive of HKMC Annuity, Edmund Lau, says it seems more popular among the younger candidates. He says the scheme's success should be judged on whether it's generated public interest and discussion and not on whether the $10 billion quota has been met. 
it's more important to um, look at um, the results by way of judging um, the public reaction, whether you know, the, the first sale of the LAS uh, has indeed um, aroused interest of the public uh, or has indeed aroused um, discussion among the public about the uh, various pros and cons of LAS and also the pros and cons of other in investment products. I think this process is more helpful in enhancing the readiness of the elderly community in preparing for their retirement life. KMB Bus Company has downplayed the significance of its decision to close down its safety and service quality department three years ago, saying bus safety is a matter for individual departments. The bus operator was testifying at a review committee formed after two fatal bus crashes in, in the past year. KMB Operations Director Leung King Wang says the department, which had about 10 staff, was replaced because it didn't know much about bus hardware and didn't communicate well with drivers. He said the department's work was transferred to two higher-grade deputy operations directors. Police have arrested three foreign men on suspicion of making fake money and seized counterfeit banknotes, adding up to a supposed face value of $1.4 million. Officers say the fake currency is low quality and lacks security features, but they believe the workshop in Tokawan has been operating for several months and some fake notes are in circulation. Saudi Arabia's state airline, Saudia, says it will suspend flights to and from Canada's largest city, Toronto, from next Monday. It's the latest move in a growing diplomatic row between the two countries over the detention of women's rights activists by Saudi authorities. The Saudi authorities have frozen all new trade and investment transactions with Canada and expelled the country's ambassador. Canada's foreign minister, Christia Freeland, responded. Canada's commitment to putting human rights at the center of our foreign policy has drawn some attention in recent days. Let me be very clear with everyone here and with the Canadians who may be watching and listening. Canada will always stand up for human rights in Canada and around the world, and women's rights are human rights. The United States has unilaterally, unilaterally I'm sorry, reimposed sanctions on Iran that were discontinued after the 2015 International Nuclear Agreement. The Trump administration said Tehran could avoid the measures by agreeing to new talks. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue is in, Wellington, in Washington. The sanctions came into effect at one minute past midnight here, with the administration promising to enforce them aggressively. That will put a further huge strain on the Iranian economy, already in something of a downward spiral, and will also exacerbate the rifts between the US and some of its key allies who have remained committed to the original agreement. Speaking ahead of the reimposition of sanctions, the president of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, accused the United States of psychological warfare. The first step would be for him to show that he genuinely wants to engage in negotiations to solve a problem. What's the meaning of negotiations when you impose sanctions at the same time? It's like someone pulling a knife to stab a rival or an enemy in the arm, while at the same time claiming we should be talking and negotiating. The answer in such a case would be to say, remove the knife from the arm and put the knife away. President Trump's former campaign deputy, Rick Gates, has admitted in court to helping his former boss, Paul Manafort, file false tax returns and hide foreign bank accounts. Mr Gates also acknowledged that he stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from Mr Manafort by filing false expense reports. Mr Manafort has pleaded not guilty to charges of bank and tax fraud. 
The Indonesian Disaster Management Agency says almost 100 people are now known to have died in Sunday's powerful earthquake on Lombok Island. A spokesman for the agency said more than 230 people were seriously injured by the 6.9 magnitude quake, which destroyed large buildings, roads and bridges. Earlier, the Indonesian president, Joko Widodo, ordered the immediate evacuation of all the casualties and called for emergency aid and transport. We should try to counter the effects of this quake as fast as possible, be it the evacuation of the dead and the injured, or logistics and other matters. I've told the Ministry of Transport that managing issues relating to tourists should be done as well as possible. Nothing should be left amiss. Two people have been killed and at least 55 injured in the northern Italian city of Bologna after a collision between a tanker and another lorry caused a huge fireball and related fires. The BBC's James Reynolds reports from Rome. The collision happened on a bridge in the outskirts of the northern city of Bologna. The Italian police say that a truck which was transporting cars collided with a tanker which contained flammable material. The collision ignited a fire sending huge clouds of black smoke into the air. This fire then spread to a car park below the bridge, causing several more vehicles to explode. The police closed off nearby roads in an attempt to contain the damage. Scientists say the world is at risk from extremely dangerous levels of climate change despite global efforts to limit carbon dioxide emissions. A new study, in a new study, the researchers warned what they call hothouse earth conditions could make many parts of the world uninhabitable and cause sea levels to rise by up to 60 metres. Here's the BBC's Matt McGrath. At this moment in time, the world has warmed about one degree Celsius above the pre-industrial level. This new analysis says that temperatures would have risen much faster if it weren't for the oceans, forests and lands absorbing vast amounts of CO2 from human activities. However, as temperatures continue upwards, the scientists say that these natural systems can flip from soaking up carbon to spewing out huge quantities into the atmosphere. That could cause a domino effect where permafrost thaws, forests die back and ice sheets crumble, leading to a world with four to five degrees of warming with towering seas inundating coastlines. A Walt Disney representative has confirmed its new live-action Winnie the Pooh film has been denied a release on the mainland. No reason has been given, but the Chinese decision is believed to be a part of a nationwide clampdown on references to the beloved children's character. The BBC's Electra Naismith explains. Pooh? Christopher Robin! No. Winnie the Pooh, the happy, honey-loving, dim-witted bear, is not the likeliest figure to be banished to movie exile. But it seems the beloved children's character might be a bit too subversive for the Chinese authorities. They've been blocking references to Pooh on social media since images began to appear, comparing him to the Chinese leader Xi Jinping. A photo of President Xi in a motorcade, alongside an image of Winnie the Pooh in a toy car, was reported to be China's most censored photo of 2015. To finance now, currencies, the US dollar is trading at 111.33 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,093, 274 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $43.5 billion. And now to the sports with Adam Chung. 
The trial of English cricketer Ben Stokes has begun. Stokes and two other men are jointly charged after a brawl in Bristol just hours after Stokes had played in a one-day international match against the West Indies in September last year. All three men denied the charges. The BBC's Phil Mackey reports from Bristol Crown Court. The court's been shown CCTV and phone footage, which uh, seems to show Ben Stokes and his England teammate Alex Hales fighting with two other men, Ryan Alley and Ryan Hale, outside the Embargo Club in the centre of Bristol in western England at about half past two in the morning on September the 25th. Opening the case for the prosecution, Nicholas Corsellis told the court that it wasn't a moment of trivial unpleasantness, but it was a sustained episode of significant violence. The court was told that Ben Stokes lost control after he'd been denied entry by a doorman uh, into a nightclub, even though he tried to pay £300 to get in. The jury was told that earlier a witness described the cricketer mocking an openly gay couple, but they were then shown for from a police officer's body camera when the cricketer was arrested in which he said he'd been defending the two men. Prosecutors claim that Mr Stokes knocked his co-defendants, Ryan Alley and Ryan Hale, unconscious and that they had armed themselves with a bottle and a piece of metal. The trial's expected to finish next week. To football news now, the Chelsea goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois has not turned up for training. It's understood that the 26-year-old Belgian is strongly linked with a move to Real Madrid. Courtois spent three years in the Spanish capital earlier in his career while playing for Atletico. The English Premier League's transfer window closes Thursday night. Belgian football writer Christophe Terreri has been following the story. Chelsea have told Real Madrid until we have found a replacement, we can't uh, give a green light for, for this move. So they are searching for a solution for this situation because they already know for a while since January when Courtois rejected uh, a new contract offer that he wasn't going to sign a new deal and they know his personal situation with his kids living with his former partner in Madrid him wanting to be closer to them. And I don't think a club can make a gamble on letting the goalkeeper go for free next summer because then they won't have any money for him to to buy a replacement either. So now they will get, let's say, 30 or 40 million pounds for him and they can still buy a good replacement for him. So I think that's why they are camp- Chelsea are waiting till the last day to, to find a replacement. Courtois' Belgium teammate Axel Witzel is leaving China to join Borussia Dortmund. The German club says the midfielder has agreed a four-year deal and the transfer should be confirmed next week. Witzel scored five goals in 35 games for Tianjin last season. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A think tank calls on the government to more than double the size of a proposed artificial island. An engineer says work to monitor subsidence at dozens of MTR stations is acceptable. And an official says the reaction so far to the life annuity scheme is within expectations. The news from RTHK. Stay
I pay 